to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford, Woking and Aldershot in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. Thank you so much. I will now battle with my iPad to get the talk. <laughs> Technology. Not my strong point, but it's here, it's arrived. So thank you, Peter. It's so good to be here. As Peter's just told you, my name's Sammy, as you probably are aware, Sammy Gregg, and I have the incredible honor of serving as senior pastor of this amazing church alongside my husband, Pete Gregg. And I am also... In addition to that, I'm a fully trained integrative counsellor, which I love most importantly. I'm a mum to two fully grown adult boys, which shocks me completely. <laughs> so it's now one week exactly until Christmas Eve. And my hunch is that... This room is full of pretty busy people and our minds are buzzing with all the things that we've still got to get done. So what a brilliant time then to pause for just a moment and in all this craziness just to remember what this season is really all about. So, as you've all been hearing, and I think this must be a God thing, let's turn to the Bible, to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and read. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Beautiful words that have been peppered throughout this service. Over the next eight days, millions of people are going to be attending church services who wouldn't normally do so. In fact, one in six people will be going to a church service over the Christmas period, which is way more than would normally go to church during the year. And I have to confess that when I was growing up, I would have been one of those statistics because Christmas was pretty much the only time that my family and I would ever go to church. I think we saw it as part of the ritual of Christmas. It was like the feasting, the tree, you know, the food, and Father Christmas. Jesus was something that you just did at Christmas. In fact, growing up, this really sums up my understanding of Christianity, that it was something that we did occasionally, but usually, in my case, it would backfire badly. Like the time when, as a teenager, I agreed to go on a 15-mile pilgrimage from Isha to Guildford Cathedral. Long, long before Pete made uh, pilgrimage a thing, 
I signed up <laughs> purely because I'd heard that a boy that was going, that I liked, a boy that was, go was going. So I was like, I'm doing that. And because my objectives were probably 2% God and 98% boy, let's just say I didn't dress appropriately. <laughs> I should have been wearing walking boots and a cagoule. But in my I decided in my teenage smitten wisdom that what I was actually going to wear were white stilettos and a long, tight pencil skirt. <laughs> the pilgrimage took us across the South Downs and through a lot of mud. And <laughs> let's just say I've never known pain or embarrassment like it. And so I look back on that pilgrimage as something of a picture of my journey to faith. Long, stumbling, occasionally painful, full of mixed motives, and generally in the wrong shoes. <laughs> but I'm eternally grateful that God wanted me more than I wanted him, and that he couldn't care less about my footwear. Thankfully, he persevered with me and showed me that life following Jesus is full and complete and nothing like the empty ritual of religion that I'd thought it was. So the passage in Isaiah holds some keys to understanding Jesus and how we can live life to the full with him. And I want to illustrate three of the key phrases in today's reading with three snapshots from my own journey of faith, if I may. So the first is this. Unto us a child is born and he'll be called Everlasting Father. Now I'm acutely aware that for some people when I talk about parenthood or fatherhood, this talk could well be painful. Perhaps this is your first Christmas without a loved one. Or maybe um, the pain that you carry deep inside is that you long to have children. Or perhaps your family is broken or just plain difficult right now. And this Christmas is not a Christmas that you're looking forward to right now. And growing up, my family was honestly pretty broken too. But it was when I became a mum that the true meaning of Christmas was brought home to me in a whole new way. It was the realization that Jesus had given heaven up and gave himself completely, choosing helplessness, taking on human form and being born into this world knowing that it was all in order to save us. And not only this, but as I learned about the birth of Jesus, I found it mind-blowing that all that I'd experienced carrying and birthing and feeding a baby, Mary had done for God himself. As Lucy Pepiat states, Mary's not, a not simply a receptacle of the divine, housing him as it were. 
but she supplies his humanity from her own body. Her blood forms him. Her food nourishes him. Her breasts feed him. Jesus is made of her, not just in her. And the passage goes on to tell us that this baby, born of Mary in such humble beginnings, will be our everlasting Father. The Father's love for us is unconditional, unfathomable, and his arms are outstretched towards us. Now I'm sure that for some people, This Christmas, this is going to be a first Christmas for you as a parent or a grandparent, an aunt or an uncle. And that feeling of protective love that you have for your child, that undefinable feeling that you'd give up anything for your baby, that feeling, that love is the love of the everlasting Father towards you, towards us. And that is the message of hope this Christmas, that God's only son has been born for our salvation. The next way that Isaiah describes Jesus is that he'll be a wonderful counsellor. This is incredibly meaningful to me, as when our second son Daniel was just a few weeks old, I was diagnosed with a brain tumour. And this led to me having brain surgery and then to 10 years of uncontrollable epilepsy from which, although I'm stabilized from medication, I'm still not free of its side effects and its implications. It's been an incredibly difficult journey. But I'm aware that people suffer from so much more and so much worse. And one of the good things that's come out of having a chronic illness is that it's given me a real empathy and a real heart towards those who suffer. And that's why I retrained as a counsellor. And it's really something I love doing alongside my work as a pastor. And this passage really resonates with me as I lean on Jesus, who's the wonderful counsellor. When I felt frightened and hopeless, with nothing left to give, I knew that Jesus could understand my frailty because he'd been weak as a baby. And I knew that he could be trusted even in the darkest of times because he's the only one who truly knows us, loves us and cares for us. God, as our wonderful counsellor, is far greater and goes far beyond any training that I could ever do. The Hebrew for wonderful counsellor is Pele Yatz. Probably that's not how you say it. <laughs> but it means counsel of wonder or advice that um, that is given mainly from a king to his to his people, and it goes beyond human understanding. 
So as we come before God with our needs and our requests this Christmas, let's remember that we come before the greatest, wisest advisor, the most wonderful counsellor. There really is no one like him. And his whole mission statement is to bind up the brokenhearted. So let's come before him with confidence to present our request this Christmas. And finally, my third snapshot from Isaiah is to highlight the beautiful illustration of Jesus as Prince of Peace. And it's as personal as all the others. It was almost a year and a week ago that Pete and I were on our way to church when we got the news that my mother-in-law, Pete's mum, had suffered a major stroke. This picture was taken in the, uh, just after we'd been in the sea baptising her granddaughter, who you can see. 53 weeks later, she's still alive, but only just. She's in a nursing home, unable to speak or care for herself. And like some of you, we've spent countless hours in hospitals and latterly in, nurse, in a nursing home. And it truly is agony. And yet, we've known the presence of God and the peace of God in spite of it all. Pete's mum has to be fed through a tube and can no longer walk or talk. And yet, amazingly, her faith is real. And of course, it gives comfort and hope that this life is not the end. A couple of weeks ago, one of Pete's brothers was praying with her and holding her hand. And as he finished, she kept her eyes closed and she said two words. Lord Jesus. This is a woman who's only able to say yes and occasionally no, and who hasn't spoken my name or Pete's name in over a year. And yet, somehow, she still knows and loves the name of Jesus. He remains her loving father, her wonderful counselor, and yes, her prince of peace. So I've shared with you three very personal snapshots of my journey since that fateful pilgrimage in stilettos. I wonder what resonates with you this morning. Perhaps like me, you don't normally go to church. Or perhaps the things that I said about parenthood and family are triggers for you this year and you need the Prince of Peace. Or maybe you've been struck by the idea of Christ as wonderful counsellor. Perhaps you're struggling with an illness or maybe you have some difficulties in your home or work life and need some counsel that goes beyond human understanding. I'm just so deeply grateful that eventually someone simply explained to me what, the, what Christmas is really all about and what the Christian faith really means. 
And it was a discovery that's changed my entire life in ways I could never have imagined back when I was limping my way towards Guildford Cathedral. Becoming a Christian didn't make my life pain-free or particularly easy, but it's meant that God's been with me every step of the way. Through the joys of motherhood and the agony of epilepsy, through the fulfillment of leading a church that we love, and the deep sadness of this last year with my mother-in-law. So I want to tell you as clearly as I can what I wish someone had told me back then, that being a Christian is not about becoming religious. Sensible shoes aren't required. It's about having a living relationship with God as your everlasting father, no matter what your earthly father was like. It's about knowing God as your prince of peace, especially when life is scary. And it's about knowing God as your wonderful counsellor whenever you need wisdom and guidance. So I want to give you the opportunity to make this Christmas the most meaningful and wonderful of your life by becoming a Christian today. By making the, the decision to welcome that baby born in a stable in Bethlehem, into your heart and into your life. Turning away from selfishness and sin and receiving his forgiveness through his death on a cross. So in a moment, I'm going to pray. And I'll pray it really simply and slowly, line by line. And if you'd like to become a Christian, then I want to invite you to pray the prayer with me in your head and mean it in your heart. So why don't we all close our eyes? I think the band's coming up. So why don't we all close our eyes? And if you'd like to pray, just repeat the prayer I'm about to pray, a line at a time, in your heads. So let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into the world so that I can know you. I'm sorry for all the ways that I've turned my back on you. I acknowledge that I've sinned against you in all the things that I've said, thought and done against you. I'm truly sorry and ask for your forgiveness. I choose to turn away from these things and turn to you. 
I invite you now to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my everlasting father, wonderful counselor, and my prince of peace. Amen. So let's just keep our eyes closed for a minute. This is a holy moment. And for those of you who just prayed that prayer and really meant it, we've got a a gift to help you grow and go forward in your Christian faith. This bag includes a beautiful Bible. So with your eyes still closed, with those of you who prayed that prayer and really meant it, raise your hands. And I want you to do it now. I'm now going to pray that we'd know the Lord as our wonderful counsellor this Christmas and our Prince of Peace. Lord, would you come into our lives? We want to know you more clearly, know you more closely this Christmas. Would you come? Let this Christmas be one where you are closer to us than ever as our Prince of Peace, our everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace. Come, wonderful Counselor, be with us this Christmas. Amen. Wonderful. If you prayed that prayer, we've got bags for you with beautiful Bibles and invitations to Alpha. Come, There's people dotted round that would love to give one to you.